Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. I'm Cole Tracy, former LSU kicker. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a bandit from Louisiana. Who is that? Who is that? Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team, one podcast. One team, one team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast, episode 56, Jackie. Six, 56. Perry uh, Riley. Perry Riley. That was the one I was thinking of. Nice. Perry Riley. There's got to be more 56. Trey Turner. Was he 56? Ooh. I think nah, so. I think you're right. I think so. Or 55. One of, I don't know. I think it was 56. Well, you know who we missed last week? Who's that? Ben Wilkerson. Oh, nice. Great yeah. center. That yeah, was that a is, good one. That is a good one. Um, all right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode. It feels again another one where it feels like forever since the last time we actually had one. Yeah, because a lot of things have happened still. Right, and it's nothing like super super exciting. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, yesterday was signing day, which right. is usually a huge deal. Was yeah? Was yesterday the least? Uh, important national signing day you've ever experienced. Yes. And we'll talk to, we have Jarrett <laughs> Rozier coming on from Tiger details and we'll talk to him about this because it is, and man, I miss the bash so much. I, I grew up when the bash was even before it was even, um, at the river center. It was like Hooters yeah, and it was like huge. I remember, I remember, uh, Andrew Whitworth signing at <laughs> Hooters. It was crazy. Brady James was there, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but we'll have Jarrett Rozier on because I, I want to talk not only about this class, but I, I think 2022 is loaded. Yeah. So that's another class that I kind of want to talk about. And we can talk about Brian Thomas or whatever else. So you guys have any questions for us, reach out to us on Facebook and uh, and Twitter. Let us know what those questions are. We're going to try our best to look them up because I can't look at the chat right now either. So uh, that's another another thing we're going to have to deal yeah, with I can tonight. See on, I can see him on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, I, I'll see you. Okay. Um, also, we want to give a big shout out before we bring Jared on. Uh, our partners, which is uh, courtesy Buick GMC, courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. Brandon Lejan in, in Lafayette will take care of everybody in Louisiana. Um, he's been delivering trucks all week to parts of Louisiana. One went to Baton Rouge. One went to, uh, he had another one in uh, right north of uh, Lafayette recently. Uh, but he sends stuff to, uh, to New Orleans all the time. He's got Marcus Spears reaching out to him about he wants free shit, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaking guys loaded, yeah. and they want free shit. How about you come on the show, Marcus? Come on, Marcus. Don't be. A, <laughs> won't you stop being a coward, Marcus? Wait, what number was Marcus Spears? Uh, 93? No. Uh, 94. 
No, no, no. 84. 84. He was a tight end. That's right. Um, so big shout out to Brandon. He's been really good to us. Also, bear process safety. That's right above my head. Bear process safety. The big orange bear. Uh, he actually, you know, who he just met with today. Who's that? Jordy Collado. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. He met with old JC. Nice. Today. Okay. So uh, he said, yeah, we'll see. Kind we'll see of a, he's kind of moving down, isn't he? If he's moving to Jordy? Yeah. From us, yeah. you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were here I first. Know. I don't know. I don't know. He's got uh, quite a bit more subscribers <laughs> than we do. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Big Orange Bear is doing work. Uh, process safety company here in Baton Rouge. Um, been been with us for a while. Also, Ether Insurance, uh, right at uh, right at Jack's thigh level right there. Ether Insurance, Adam Emirato uh, of Ether Insurance, been a good guy with us. Um Auto, life, home, um, commercial, they can do all those quotes online. So check out their website. We'll post all the information on ours. Uh, also, I want to give a big shout out. We'll, we'll just say this this episode is brought to you by Ragged Branch Bourbon. I have a little airplane bottle here because I actually did a bourbon tasting earlier today. Oh, yeah? It was a sales meeting, quote unquote. Okay, gotcha. Turned into a bourbon tasting. Mm-hmm. Kind of got wasted a little bit yes. at um, 2 o'clock. I had to go back to work for a conference call later. (laughs) But Ragged Branch Bourbon, they're out of Virginia. Uh, Great guys that run that, and uh, they're they're trying to get the word out in Louisiana. I think if you reach out to Rouse's, Rouse's has Ragged Branch. It's actually pretty good. It's under $40, too, so it's a good price point. But, um, you know, we've we've tried some other bourbons recently Mm -hmm. that were like a lower price point, and they weren't quite... Yeah. as good this one's very smooth so i'm i'm currently drinking four roses but as, when i get done with this i'm gonna have some of that as well nice. um but yeah got kind of got tipsy today nice. on ragged branch bourbon so that's kind of um, your thing it is my thing i like <laughs> dude, those are the best sales meetings at the end of the day we're like yeah sure we'll do a proposal yeah whatever <laughs> and everybody's happy at the end of the meeting so uh, I'm going to send Jarrett uh, the links right here. So we'll be expecting him on uh, shortly. Um, so other than signing day, I know we've had some new hires too, correct? Yeah. Um, so we can kind of talk about that and we can we can discuss it with Jarrett too. But Since we last met? Yeah. We, so Blake uh, Blake Baker. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was since. Yeah, we, yeah, didn't, yeah. we haven't talked about those yet. Right. Uh, right. Blake Baker and... Um, uh, Andre Carter. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those? Uh, Blake I, Baker kind of felt um, standard. Right. Like a standard hire. Uh, and then Andre <laughs> Carter came kind of out of left field, huh? Look at Jarrett with the professional. <laughs> just, <laughs> I lo- no, no, no. Let's just go back to the other one. Uh, let's see what I had to do. Oh, shoot. What did I do? I did something. I think it's because you put it in the. Uh, you got to full Go screen back it to that. No, 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 nope. Full screen it. Full hit that little green. Yeah, that guy. There, there we, we are. Okay, let's go back to this one. Uh oh. There we go. Yeah. We're up. We're okay. Because this one it, doesn't it, show it. It's uh. Well. There we are. Okay, we're back. All right. All right so <laughs> we're all live here, Jarrett. You're gonna see all the boo boos and everything. So uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. You've had a busy day, a busy couple of days, huh? Yes. I mean, signing day is always uh, a rush. I, I know with the way a lot's gone now, um, some folks like to stay closer to home, stay closer to the computer, and can kind of react to a lot more happening. Like our guy Sam Spiegelman has to cover several states' worth of guys, and so he's 
he's there working the phones and working the computer. I, I like to get out there and, and be there in person, kind yeah. of old school and just kind of experience that moment. And so um, I was gone from seven to seven yesterday, basically just running oh, around. Yeah. You know. This is your damn Super Bowl, Jarrett. I mean, what, uh, <laughs> I, I love it, man. It's not so, it, we before you even came on though. We were talking about the old days of the bash and all that, and like, man, it, this has got to be the most uh, not for you, but for LSU fans, it's got to be the most like ho hum uh, signing day that I can ever remember. Um, but that's yeah. to do with the early signing period. I, I understand, but. Um, what are your thoughts on that as far as the the breakup of the early signing period versus the late signing period and does it does it take away from like some of the event that it was i mean it, i mean i know it does but like is it good for football yeah i mean it yesterday was definitely weird and i think part of that is the direction that things have gone because of the early signing period. And you look at schools like LSU coming out of December with 20 already signed away and other schools had more than that in some cases. And so it was going to be quiet regardless. And then you factor in sort of the COVID dynamics this year where um, a lot of smaller schools, even there are fewer guys that they're bringing in because they're bringing back so much with that extra year of eligibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you factor in the events themselves when you go to schools and things like that. And I mean, I go to Edna Carr and they signed 12, but there were only 40 or 50 people in the room total because they only let family in. And and so it wasn't quite the same uh, fanfare and event sort of thing, but I, I don't know. I mean, as far as being good for the game and whatnot, I know, Owen company like having a lot of that class in place in December and being able to focus that much more heavily on just a few guys to close it out strong. And there are certainly some families and and kids that I think are happy to get the hoopla over with a couple months earlier and, and have fewer coaches blowing them up every day. Um, But there's, I think there's still some kinks to be worked out and we've seen it some with some kind of secret signatures and schools are still recruiting them and it's made for some weird dynamics for sure. When they say secret, I mean, you know, though, right? (laughs) Uh, For the most part. Yeah, there was actually, there was one yesterday when I was at De La Salle, the Cajuns signed the edge rusher, Jamarian Peterson, who Mm -hmm. I did not realize had already signed in December until I asked him when he knew and when he had told his teammate Montreal Johnson and he just hit me with a big smile and said, Oh man, I, I signed in December. Like we're just, and I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be Cajuns or Bulldogs when I showed up that day. And, uh-huh. uh, and he told me, but he at least he told people. you that he's already signed. So you just didn't know who it was going to be too. Right. Well, I, I didn't know that he was already signed at all. Um, and I mean, I hadn't checked in that much with him recently. I knew, I knew, you know, LSU and some others weren't involved and I was, willing to wait on him a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I had no idea until he told me after the announcement that it was already all done deal that's crazy yeah um <laughs> yeah i've heard a few though i mean the biggest one this year was Corey foreman right right uh, yeah. i think what he he signed him and tristan lee tristan yeah so that yeah. that right. was kind of so. weird that whole under our all america day mm-hmm. i think all or all but one of those guys had signed in December, mm-hmm. yeah. but had yeah. schools thinking they were waiting to sign until February. And so in a few of those cases, LSU was still thinking they were in play and right. uh, it was already a done, done signature deal. All right, All right. So how does that come into it? I mean, 
I know I know recruiting is just not I shouldn't say shady, but it's just like it's just <laughs> well, yeah, Jared's it like, is, well, shit. He's like, "Cheers, it's shady." Um <laughs> but there's got to be a little bit to the all right, this kid is like a a good character kid, but he's at the same time he's lying to me telling me that we're still in, you know what I mean? Like how does oh, that sure. I mean, are the coaches the coaches just used to this at this point and they just roll with it or do they hold some animosity towards it? I don't know coaches wise that, that folks are holding animosity. I, I know for sure coming out of that all America day, our staff, uh, you know, Julie Bodwin, Jimmy Smith and I yeah. were extremely frustrated, not even so much by the sense of what are we covering sort of thing, but just the concept of telling exactly what you said, we're, some, some high character, student athletes yeah. in a lot of cases being told, you know what, go out there and lie through your teeth repeatedly for the next couple of weeks. Are, wait, just, are they being told by the other coaching staffs to do that? I think it, it varies. I think in some cases it's the other coaching staffs. I think in some cases, like with the all America thing, it's, it's part of the TV production aspect and, right. and they have to sign that they're not going to tell anyone, mm-hmm. but it puts them in a weird spot where not only are they, not telling you that like which school they're going to, but they're acting as though they haven't signed at all and kind of misleading. And I think it's just a bad, some of that's become a really bad message to, to be telling these kids to handle it that way. Right. All right. So tell me about some, here's a recruiting story that I remember and it's the five for five days. Okay. So (laughs) those are the, the infamous five for five, Tony Brown was the one that I remember the most. And I don't know why this is, but I remember him. uh, The story was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was that he was about to walk onto the platform at the Under Armour game, and he got a call from Corey Raymond. I think it was Corey Raymond at the time. And um, he answered it, and he said, don't worry, coach, I'm coming to you. And he gets up on the platform, and he picks Alabama. Um things like that that I remember vividly of like um, and Alabama seemed to always be involved where it was stringing people along as long as you could, even though they knew the, and basically in hopes that you were going to put all your eggs in this one basket and right. you were going to miss out, right. Up, right. You were going to miss out on somebody else. Um, is there anything like that that you remember off the top of your head or anything like that? That's kind of like, all right, this was a little much. Um, I'm trying to think of, of some different situations. Uh, I, I can't remember being more frustrated with some of just kind of the direction things have, have gone as I was with some of that all America stuff that I was mentioning from early last month now, about right. a month ago. Um, and that, that stretch with the five for five and all that, I remember vividly as, a time for me because that was kind of when I was first getting into some of the recruiting mm-hmm. and I don't think I had a handle on how big recruiting had gotten already at and that it, point. And then it slapped you in the face. <laughs> and, yeah. So I remember there was a guy, Tevin Lawson, that was an offensive lineman or two-way lineman at Denham Springs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if it was that year or the year before maybe, but I was still focused more on high school coverage and just kind of dabbling some in, some recruiting and 
one of the coaches at Denham told me that LSU was asking Tevin to gray shirt and that they were kind of frustrated and it might not work out. Um, and I just nonchalantly tweet that from a high school basketball game that I happened to be at, not realizing <laughs> that that was about to, it was set about to blow up. On fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so I remember having done that. To been there, done respond. that, Jared. Yeah. yeah. Done I remember having to respond to a lot of calls and have some conversations about, um, that that was maybe a bigger deal than I realized at that point. And then similarly, the five for five week, Jimmy and I were in Orlando and, and St. Pete area uh, for the different events throughout that week. And we started to kind of get the feeling that it was probably only going to be two for five, that it wasn't looking great. And I remember tweeting two for five, just kind of half jokingly like thought you know fun and games sort of thing and then tiger droppings didn't like that very much either and then i had <laughs> people i'd gone to like kindergarten with and hadn't heard from in a while just kind of hey man like catching up small talk small talk but tell What's me about recru yeah recruiting and then like funneling <laughs> what i'm telling them back to tiger droppings like i've known jared since kindergarten and this is what he just texted me I was like what are you doing man like oh that's is brutal Oh, that's yeah. That's, so, yeah what some, you, but you were spot on. Learned. Did they come back and they say, uh, "Well, this this Jared guy, I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's credible or not." But <laughs> yeah. uh, he was spot on with the two for five. At least yeah, I, I don't know that it works like that. I don't think they come back and give you the. the oh, we got we got some not, uh, yeah, we got no. some guys firing back at us. Like I love it when that <laughs> stuff happens and they're coming back and they they got my back already. They're yeah, like, no, we get these some... all one team one podcast guys. They're connected. <laughs> they're connected. Um, anyway, um, uh, all right. So, so I wanted to talk to you about 2021. Was, who are some guys with the LSU class in particular that you're thinking about that maybe, maybe not like, uh, or, I mean, they can be, they can be like the, the names that we're all familiar with, but is there anybody under the radar that you've seen that kind of like, okay, you got to be watching this guy. Yeah. I, I think everyone's excited and rightfully so about, about a lot of the big names. Everyone knows Mason. Everyone knows Sage Ryan. Right. Uh, I think here locally, we have a better handle on Jack Besh and Matt Langlois, but I'm really excited about both of those guys. I, I just love the development from Jack over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, we had him on, we had him on a couple of months ago. Uh, love the kid. I, I think he's, yeah. oh man, I was going to talk to you about this later, but we can get into it right now. Like I, I almost feel I'm going to pour myself another drink, Jared. You pour yourself you one too. Um, so there's something about these Lafayette kids um, that they're all kind of sticking together, it feels like. Uh, and you'll yeah. have Walker Howard next year. Like there's something about this, um, these guys from close from home that are working together and they're high character guys and I don't know if there's some kind of mojo or, or culture that's being set or, uh, up around those guys, but uh, I tweeted this out and it blew up everywhere, of course. But like Eric Gilbert leaving, and he's from Georgia, leaving the program, issues going on all around that. But then you have a guy like Jack Besh that can kind of come in. I know he's a true freshman, but and he's undersized from from what Eric Gilbert is, obviously. But he can kind of come in and fill a role that. Man, I'm looking at the two guys and I'm like, okay, do I want a guy from Georgia that's got some problems or do I want this guy from Lafayette who wants to be here and is born and raised LSU football 
And it's probably, I mean, he's less, a little less talented, obviously, but he's a quality player that you can put in the slot. I, I mean, he's still a freak athlete. I want that kid. Yeah. Like, I want that kid. And we're starting to get more of those kids who are, and I don't know if it's the the high school level that's in Louisiana that we're just having these couple of bump years of good athletes in Louisiana. But, man, there's something about that, that Lafayette area in particular that is like, become a source of for LSU right now with say dry and Jack Besh. I mean, uh, even, uh, neighbors, uh, the wide receiver that could be a, uh, you know, a, a legit, a legit guy in a couple of years. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, can you speak to that a little bit, maybe about the Lafayette area, but also kind of like about building that culture from like Louisiana kids. I know we've been big about getting these out of state guys because if, if recruiting is down in, in Louisiana, you got to go out of state obviously, but keeping those kids in state and there's something about it that just feels like a different kind of vibe. For sure. And I think it's an interesting line that, Oh, and the staff are trying to walk right now because they want to recruit at a high enough level that they're competing for a national championship mm-hmm. every single year. And you have to go get some top guys from out of state to do that. And there's been obviously a lot of focus the last couple of cycles with about two thirds or three quarters of this of each class being out of state guys. And as we've seen some of the, the, whether it be, actual transfer news or some kind of rumblings of some guys potentially transferring and and then being out of state guys, you've heard that louder and louder push for maybe shift some of this attention back into Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's going to work out kind of coincidentally that we'll see about that class makeup will kind of swing back for 2022 where you'll see two thirds or three quarters of the class probably be in state guys. And I think, while that may look like, okay, maybe they're reacting to some of the transfer stuff, I think that 2022 class is just really strong in state. And so that's kind of the way it was going to work out anyway. And I think Lafayette is a big piece of that, that this 2020 to some degree, but 2021 really kind of an upswing into some huge years in 337. Uh, area code in yeah. in 2022. It's going to be 337 versus all y'all, I think is the shirt <laughs> yeah. that we're going to have to do, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to rep that. Those guys feel very strongly about not just the state, but obviously growing up in, in their area of the state that they feel like it's kind of overlooked. Um, and yeah. you see some guys come out of that. I mean, all those guys you mentioned for this 2021 class are they carry that quote unquote dog mentality and they are yeah. feisty, competitive dudes and are going to go out there and scrap for everything wherever they are on the field. And you see some of that with this next group. Um, I mean, Walker's kind of the the face of the class right now because he's the quarterback, but with Terrence Welsh just committed right. from Acadiana, and, and there's a few more coming through for 2022. Um, I'm interested to see if a couple of Sages, younger teammates potentially get the offer. Jordan Allen, I think, is really close. Yes. He, he's a physical, nasty defensive And he's back. from LCA also? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and his best friend, Brylan Green, is in that secondary in 2022 as well. He's, he's more undersized, but he's got some power five offers because he, he's all over the field every time you watch them play. Um, and the list kind of goes on from there. But it's it's a really good group coming through. And they are super supportive of one another, too. That's right. something that caught my attention really early with them. Yeah, and it's yeah. offense and defense. So it's like guys just on all sides of the ball that are kind of like still connecting with each other the whole time. LaTerrence Welsh and Jordan Allen were two guys that you think you tweeted out about. I think it was at the bootleggers, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where they were, 
they just look like physical specimen and they're not even seniors yet. Like I, I've looked at those guys and I was like, okay, these are shut down corners in three years for LSU uh, is kind of what I thought. And I was surprised to know that Jordan Allen wasn't even offered yet. That's ridiculous to me. I saw that kid just for a couple of highlights that you tweeted. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, but Welsh Welsh looks great. Um, so tell me about 2022 a little bit more with, the offensive line sounds like that's the difference of part of this class for for Louisiana now with with Will Campbell, uh, uh, Bo Bordelon. Um, you're gonna have Emory Jones from Catholic. That's our guy right yeah. here, right? We're, we can get Emory on, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get Emory on the podcast. Old Gabe's a friend. Yeah, yeah um, I was about to say if you have any trouble getting EJ, you just gotta hit Gabe up. Gabe will get us oh, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah we can do it. We yeah. can do a fun night with Gabe out here. Yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs> we need to do the uh, we, Fertitta Beach trip. Fertitta Beach trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got deal. some stories, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a podcast <laughs> at the beach, the beach that's trip. Actually, that's a phenomenal that's, idea. Oh, that's gotta happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he wants that to be live streamed, <laughs> but we'll get it to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. So Gabe and his element. Yeah, talk to us about like some of these big time offensive linemen that can complete this Louisiana class, and I I I don't remember it being like this probably since I mean hell, like it's got to be almost the early two thousands that I remember it being like this deep with with offensive linemen. Yeah, it's it's been a while, and I, I haven't looked back through to see when there may have been a better offensive line or a comparable offensive line group but you look at some of the struggles relative to other positions that LSU has had recruiting offensive line uh, since O took over and you you look at what the state produces and LSU traditionally has great defensive linemen and defensive backs and you look at Louisiana and they're producing great defensive linemen and defensive backs and O-line has not been quite the same and so sort the I think the COVID extra year really works out well for LSU to bring all of those veteran linemen Absolutely. back, give the guys, the underclassmen that extra year to kind of help bridge uh, develop and then bridge the gap. And then this 2022 class hits where the three big names are the, the ones that you mentioned, Will Campbell, Bo Borlon and Emory Jones, but there are a few others in state. There are some other guys out of state. I know uh, the big guy up in, in Washington that uh, was very quick to react to the offensive line commitments this past weekend uh he's somebody that that walker and and the rest of the 2022 commits are kind of working on and hope to to help come into the fold um cam east at st aug is another one i think that could be interesting to watch um he's he's picked up some big power five offers uh lsu has not extended an offer yet but he might be another one all right so a guy i don't know anything about him but a cam east from st aug feels like a big huge offensive guard yeah, I, I'm interested to see how he develops for the next level. He's <laughs> is that what he is? I, is that, was that right? Was I right? Yeah, I, I think that could that could work out that way. Um, a big trade I mean, turner. High, yeah. High school, all these guys are playing left tackle for their their high school. Oh right, yeah. They're just up, mauling right? people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I when that um, Lael Collins, I believe, was. Well, he played left tackle at LSU. Yeah, but at Redemptorist, I'm trying to remember. I mean, he would just like roll over people yeah jeremy hill was just running right behind I'll him. Never wherever forget, he went uh, wherever he went jeremy hill was right behind him i'll never forget cardell thomas's uh cardell thomas sophomore year of high school highlights and yes he's just destroying so, seniors uh, what do you think about that jared like cardell thomas is a guy that i mean his 
his tapes and all these highlights that he had, like in high school, did his body just not translate well to the college to college area? Or I, mean, I, I don't know anything about his work ethic in college either, right. but it felt like this guy was going to be a no brainer when you watched all that stuff going into going into college. Yeah, you had to be really excited about that combination of his size and his relative athleticism at that size too. He was out, he was out there posting track highlights running as part of relay teams and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it was an awful lot of fun to watch him beat up on folks at that one, a level. And when, when yeah, Lab yeah. was playing on a Friday night. Um, but I, I think he did have some development ahead of him when he got to college to just kind of strengthen up that lower body and just get to where he needed to be fitness wise uh, to succeed at an sec level and that some of the the injuries that ran his way kind of slowed some of that down and so i'm hoping he's he's always been a great dude to i mean to get to know through the high school years and then anytime i see him now so i'm hoping he's able to stay healthy and and get where he needs to get uh because certainly wishing him all the best but i know it's it's kind of been a rough couple of years of transition for him just with everything that's kind of slowed him down along the way any old recruits that kind of keep up with you now that you can big time us that you know (laughs) and that like they text you every now and then like hey yeah Leonard Fournette me and Leonard Fournette anybody like that no I don't know actually like when I reached out to you to see where we were time wise it was because uh Nick Brosette was reaching out. He wanted to bounce some things off me, but oh yeah, um, oh okay, yeah. Oh hey, hey, hey. You know, we can bring him on too if you just want to have a third screen up here. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, he he might. I know he's he's getting involved into some youth training and stuff right now. Okay, in the area, and so he he'd be good to talk about some of that transition. We were at a uh, yeah high school football game recently, and I think there were a few like eighth graders. Uh, who didn't realize who he was. And one of them <laughs> kind of sized him up and was like, yeah, I could definitely tackle you. And his friend gra- snatched <laughs> this dude so quickly. He was like, dude, he played for the Patriots. Shut up. Like, leave that man alone. <laughs> um, so what is Nick doing now, though, these days? Is he still trying to try out for new teams that maybe next year or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, he he's staying in shape. And certainly we'll see how it plays out for him to – continue pursuing that professional dream of his own but he's also spending some time while he's back home working with some of the young guys and, and coaching up some next generations that's good um he, he's a quality kid that yeah. i think he's yeah. going to have a opportunity somewhere here locally if he needed to have one um so all right anything about lsu basketball have you I, you watch basketball i assume like you're a big fan like we're about to kind of switch gears to something like that. What are your thoughts on this basketball team this year, Jarrett? Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of them this year, honestly. I, I've seen little bits and pieces. I unfortunately caught the tail end of that Texas Tech game. Oh. Um, Ooh, I, you, you caught the wrong end. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I checked in a couple times um, when I was out and about for each of the Alabama games kind of seeing what I was <laughs> yeah. missing and then realized you're I probably missing, didn't need to worry about you're it. missing all the good parts of this season <laughs> Not many um, so yeah it's I mean trying to with only seeing those bits and pieces and seeing probably some of the most frustrating bits and pieces um, it, it's it's tough I, I know they're they're still theoretically an NCAA tournament team uh, but kind of on the the bottom they're on the bubble now Um, now. well here's a question and we're going to pose this question on the twitter later but say they miss the ncaa tournament this year 
what's a bigger disappointment this year that they missed the tournament or the Ben Simmons year when they missed the tournament? Yeah. Those those both pretty rough. Um, and I was much, <laughs> it's much this is the positivity uh, it's, part it's, of the podcast. It's, it's and I was much closer to that Ben Simmons team covering them pretty. I mean, were you day to day pretty regularly? Yeah. And so I don't know if just I mean going into that season there was so much hype, but yeah. then there just seemed to be such a funk with them that I was close enough to that you could kind of see it never clicking. Yeah. Um, this year, I guess I, I haven't been close enough to see other than just kind of tuning in here and there and, and catching those bits and pieces. And so um, now just now to me feels more of a disappointment just because I think I'm so to terms with the Ben Simmons disappointment now after years. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, uh, we're still living this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it's like, all right, the Ben Simmons definitely feels like a bigger disappointment. To you me. do? Yes. Oh, I think it's this year. Well, I mean, like I think I it's just, this year, and the, the only like reason why the chance turns around. So, I, okay, guys that you had on the Ben Simmons team, you had obviously Ben Simmons, you yeah, had the Blake number Knee, one pick in the freaking draft. You had uh, Tim Quarterman, but basically like three guys. Brandon Sampson was a five star too. Sampson was there too. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, this year to me, you feel like you're deeper. You have more guys. I mean, we we talked about this before the season started. You had like ten to eleven guys that could could potentially play in a rotation. Mm-hmm. There's more quality depth there, and I just feel like it's been squandered. And it's yeah. when you have ten to eleven guys that are that deep, and you're still missing that one guy, like you're missing a point guard. Like if anybody, and a center. <laughs> I, I think you're just missing a point guard who can drive the lane. If you had Tremont Waters on this team, you're you're going to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Maybe. And I going into both of the seasons we're talking about, I thought the team was a sweet 16, probably elite eight. And, and then just kind of see how the matchup falls. I like yep. get to that second weekend and it could get real interesting. Um, and so it was very disappointing that that Simmons team to kind of flame out the way it did. Um, oh, just, epic chemi- flame out. Chemistry yeah. wise, just, they were just not in sync. Tell um, us some stories on that one. I do. You have some. It just, I mean, it was frustrating throughout to see them not be able to find that level of chemistry and try to figure out, you know, what was going on, what they were going to share of what was going on versus what was kind of going on behind the scenes and and just a lot of frustration of not reaching the level of potential Mm -hmm. that you thought they were going to have and and thought, I mean, you felt so confident that they were for sure a sweet 16 or better type team and then to to miss it entirely it was frustrating day in day it's, out it's a very comparable season to this one because i think of the um the oklahoma game oklahoma was number one in the country Ooh. when they came in with buddy yield but such a good game though. um it yeah. was a it was a great game um, I didn't get to watch it. and oklahoma pulls it out at the end mm-hmm. and now here we are we play texas tech i know it's not the same thing but texas tech is still a good team end, right. they pull it out at the end um we we should have won that game but those kind of things just make me feel like well, actually, it's just it, funny. I'd say that Texas Tech team is fairly comparable to I, uh, Yeah, probably. Um, in it a just, way. It just still makes me feel gross thinking about the comparison of the two teams because I'm like, oh, this could be really bad. Yeah. Like if we if we miss out on the tournament this year, I think it's – I don't think it's a good a good thing no. at all. Right. Uh, I think it could get ugly if you don't 
come back yeah. pretty quickly here yeah. on this one. I think I just think we're you know we're in the toughest stretch of our schedule right now, and I'm not gonna start like making big lofty statements because that's exactly what we did during football season too. And that's after true. Alabama, we were like, all right, so O's definitely gone. I mean, uh, how big, Jared, gonna, how big was the Florida game, right. in your opinion? Opinion, Like, it, it was huge. They, they needed something. Whew. Not only did they need something positive, they just needed something to not be negative because mm-hmm. it was all negative in every direction. Yeah. We were, and, and I know you probably were too. I, um, we're getting texts like crazy yeah. from people that are, are good insiders, okay? Like, people that I would normally tweet things about, like, they were texting me with some bad stuff that was about to happen yeah. if we got blown out by Florida. Like it, it felt like yeah. things were ready to be in motion, and um, I mean, bro, that just it, everything changed after Florida. And I don't know if anybody will ever know what that big of a difference that game made for the program. And if we can, you know, compound that into a, a really good season in twenty twenty one, like I mean, that that's the game. That's the game that everything changed. Yeah. yeah, it it went very quickly from because that next week was the early signing period because of how late the season was pushed back, and so it went from a sense that the wheels could be coming off and that several other guys could be transferring their way out beyond what you would have anticipated to one of the as great of a signing day as it was for LSU, just in terms of ink on paper one of the biggest takeaways of signing day to me was talking to guys like Malik Neighbors or Sage Ryan and hearing what they were being told by the guys that were already on the roster and just the excitement for what could be accomplished in the future if they came and teamed up and those sort of things and so you just kind of I mean secondhand caught some of that renewed optimism on the tail end of the Florida game that I thought was really encouraging uh, kind of quietly. So on top of that, we're, uh, what about the hires that were made in the off season with uh, obviously Pete's and Mangus, but then now with the defensive side with Durante Jones, my, my bourbon connection, yeah. Durante Jones the club. and uh, yeah, the club. Um, and then uh, Andre Carter and Blake Baker, obviously for the two position coaches. I'm optimistic about them. Um, obviously the, the defensive side dragged on a while. You missed on some guys that you wanted if, if you're it was a bad look optics wise yeah right but Absolutely. i i think they found some guys that they feel they feel good about the fit they feel good about where they are in their career it's been some of the hires in past years when you look at some retreads or some older guys where oh talks about you know i worked with so and so in 84 or whatever yeah. oh, is not God. is not really yeah. what you're looking for when you're trying to relate to 19 year old kids and their TikTok and and how to go um, yeah. beat Florida and then do like Corvette Corvette or whatever the heck everyone <laughs> wants to do now or like you know embracing I don't even know what that is dude yeah stuff like that I'm 22 Jarrett you're way cooler than we are <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> he hangs out with high school kids every yeah day. <laughs> you're you you have to learn the lingo I know it's like being a defense coordinator at LSU you need to learn how to relate to these kids and you know how to do it. Show so us just, Corvette Corvette real fast. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know any of the dance. I'm at that <laughs> point now. I think I really think COVID has aged me about eight years. Um, just like being stuck in the house so much over the last year compared to what I'm used to. Um, I've felt it more this year getting in, getting back into seven on seven stuff and being so close with the bootleggers and stuff like that, that 
I'm starting to get like old man roasted by the kids a little bit more than I'm used to. And I'm, I'm not dealing with it well at all. Uh, so, uh, yeah, hopefully I find a, like if we have another tournament that we travel out to Florida, stop at the fountain of youth or something and figure out a way to not be the old man. Like I, I felt like I was at times on that last trip. So where are you based out of now? Is it in New Orleans or are you in Baton Rouge? No, I'm in Baton Rouge. I've been, so I, I mean, I grew up in New Orleans. I came to LSU post Katrina, mm-hmm. was in Monroe for a couple of years. And then when I started at the times, picking they hired me to Baton Rouge in 2012. And I've been here since then. I gotcha. Okay. Well, bro, we appreciate your time, man. Um, oh, wait, hold on. One more question. We got to ask about uh, Brian Thomas. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. Brian Thomas, oh, the biggest news. Tremen- tremendous question. Um, <laughs> I think we're all still trying to, keep tabs on, get a read on him. It sounds like there will be a signature for someone somewhere tomorrow. Okay. Um, and we'll see how that goes because it's it's been tough to keep a read on. And uh, there was a point this week where when we realized that a signature wasn't going anywhere on Wednesday, we Jimmy and I started wondering how long might it drag out yeah. because it felt like a situation that – there could continue to be some disagreement within the family and not knowing where they wanted to end up. And it could just continue to drag longer and longer, but uh, it seems like it, it will occur this week at the moment. That's an interesting one where I've heard some, um, some really crazy stories about. Oh, have you? Yes. And I don't know if Jared wants to be a part of those conversations or not, but we can have him <laughs> off when he gets done. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about those. Uh, Man, we appreciate this, bro. Um, we'll have you back on for sure, and we can kind of just uh, shoot the shit if that if that's good with you um, in the future. Yeah, yeah, man, sounds good. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Do you want to get into that question? That that uh, yeah, what conversation. Have you heard? What have you heard? Uh, cash. Oh. Cash is king. Okay. Okay. Um, little and, Eli Ricks situation. And you Texas A&M has a lot of it. Oh, okay. Texas A&M's getting in on this. I thought it was Alabama. No, not anymore. Okay. Alabama, okay. basically. Here's the deal with Alabama. Wesley's been asking me, to, <coughs> telling me to ask that question. All right. Alabama, um, basically, um, is like, all right, if you're going to sign with us early, mm-hmm. then we're good. If you don't want to sign up with us early, then have some contract issues. <laughs> yes, we're we're, we're going to have some issues because we only got a certain amount of spots, and uh-huh. everybody in the fucking country wants to come here. Right. Um, that's why we have seven five stars. Right. Yeah. So what Wesley was asking is, um, and I know you would know how to answer this. Uh, so how is Bam? I'll read it exactly. How is Bama still pl- in play for Brian Thomas? Don't they have like twenty six to twenty seven signees already? Uh, I don't think they're in play for him at all. You don't um, think so? No, I think it's LSU and Texas A and M. Uh, and from what I heard, his Brian Thomas's dad is uh, leveraging money out of Texas A and M. And so Texas A and M was willing to pay it. Another thing is LSU has four wide receivers committed. Um, so that's Do you think an- he's leveraging that into getting <coughs> LSU to pay him more money? No, I don't think LSU is willing to do that. Oh. LSU is thinking more about should we just hold on to these scholarships to get transfers to come yeah. over for the defensive side, right? Uh, linebackers in general. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think I think that's what you're going to see is maybe 22 to 23 commitments yeah, well, at the end of the day. At? Twenty. 
right now. <clears throat> I think 22. we're at 22. I don't, what, Cord, Cole Lord, what did happen with him? He oh, was supposed I don't to, actually know. <clears throat> he was supposed to uh, commit later today. Uh, okay. But um, if he if he did, I think the question would be, is he preferred walk-on or is he taking actually a, a scholarship? He, he committed to Texas. Okay, so he's out. Yeah. I guess they just offered him because he wasn't on their offer sheet when I looked the other day. Well, and, um, you know, the weird thing about California, because he's out of California, right? Yeah, correct. The weird thing about California is nobody's played football this year. That's what I was saying. So you don't know. Right. So when everyone was like, <coughs> who oh, these who sleepers the fuck are going to be? This fucking three star quarterback. What are we doing? You don't know who these guys are. Dude, I don't know if you did you go look at any of his like highlights and stuff? A little stuff? bit. Not not too much. Dude, probably. how much does he look like Garrett Nussmeyer? I didn't know. It was crazy identical. Yeah. It was it was scary. I was it, like exact same size uh, and everything, and you could you know sling it. There's going to be a lot of sleepers that come out of California this year just because of that. Uh, there's guys that have probably developed over the year that you don't know anything about. Right. Um, and that's because of California, the way mm-hmm. it is. You can go was, get them for cheap. There was a guy. Yeah, you can <laughs> get them real cheap. Uh, there was a guy who tweeted about um, some some guy who said he had no offers. He had no um, – he hadn't visited any schools. Nobody's come and visited him. Um, and he's like – and that's because – we haven't played football this year at all. And he was like, thanks a lot, Gavin Newsom, the yeah. governor at California. Uh-huh. And he tagged him on the post. Like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure up. that went crazy. Went yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, that's interesting with um, the 2021 and 2022 talk. Um, I'm, Worst thing you can do for yourself is to get a sports and politics post all in oh. one. You just get destroyed. Uh, That's why we don't do it. I didn't read his comments. I wish I I I could go back and read it. I'm sure it was terrible. Um, Yeah, it's COVID. It's a pandemic, (laughs) bro. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so um, let's talk about basketball a bit because I know we talked about it with with, uh, Jarrett. But what are you thinking uh, after last night? Yeah. I mean, okay, I don't know. Did did was anyone shocked by the way last night went? Cuz you would swear no. that like LSU fans just expected to win the fucking game. I mean, what what were y'all thinking? So, I see so many things on like tiger droppings and all this that like people are saying uh oh, well now now we're deciding that Will Wade can't coach. Right. What like what had y'all been watching before that? This is exactly how we've been playing the past, you know, five six games. I've seen stuff on the, our our Facebook group that we're a part of with um, like Fire Will Wade. What are you talking about? Well, Aaron uh, McCauley, I think is his last name, but okay. he says um, great recruiter, terrible coach. I saw that. I saw that. Um, and, like we say the same thing every year, and then towards the end of the year, we end up making a little run, mm-hmm. and like we're fine at the end of the year. Um, well, I mean, I guess he's only been here for you know three or four years but uh i think at the end of the day you're missing like one piece yeah and it not necessarily the point guard but i think that's a big equation uh if you had that point guard that could facilitate i think you're just missing basketball iq because i think this roster is built fine but you're just you're missing somebody who's just like a a smart basketball player yeah And, and like i i i don't mean that like they're stupid people. They're not stupid people, but like you I said just, stupid. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead and quote me. 
Um, I'll tweet it. <laughs> like you said, fuck Miles Brennan last week, so I think I'm good. Uh, yeah, I saw you post something about Miles Brennan and you tagged me on it. Wait, what did I say? You posted oh, yeah, something yeah, about I, Miles Brennan. So I quote, good. I quote tweeted it. I said yeah, at yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I giggled. I giggled when I got it. I just think that, like, okay, you think about Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is getting so much more criticism than he deserves, in my opinion. Because, uh, like, people look at his field goal percentage, but what you're not thinking about is how often he also, like, this doesn't equate to his field goal percentage, but, like, he gets fouled, and then he goes and makes free throws at, uh, like, 92% of the time. Right. Like, against Texas Tech, uh, I think he had, like, 25 points, but he shot, you know, 30% from the field or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, he made 10 of 11 free throws. You know, he, he got two and ones. He got fouled on a three. Uh, yeah, it, It's stuff like that that people aren't really, I don't think, I don't think they're really um, I actually, paying attention to. Yeah, I actually like Cam Thomas. I think he's playing well right now, actually. Um, I think he played a great game last night. I think he needs more around him, man. Like, I think Cam Thomas... Um, Dude, he was on fire to start the game yesterday. He was 5-7 yeah. to seven to start the game. You know what? You know what? Um, I think the, the difference with Cam Thomas is when you don't start with long threes, Yeah, that makes a big difference for that yeah. kid. He's so streaky that... If you come in, if you come too. in and do like mid range and things like that, he hits those things. Yeah, like and crazy. Alabama did a good job yesterday, not fouling him. He only went to the free. He only had four free throws. Yeah, the whole game. Right. Uh, usually he has more than that. Yep. Uh, that 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 that's a big way to start shutting him down. I think is is what Bama figured out yesterday. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he was the kid that we're always like, oh my god, um, he. You don't even know that he's playing well and then all of a sudden he's got 20 points right like just silently right um but that's because of the free throws and things like that um so tell me about if you think that lsu is going to make the tournament or not at this point yes i do you do i do um although ask me after saturday i think I think this florida game is huge i think it's so like we just we absolutely have to win this game I don't know if we will. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good game, I think. Um, it, I I don't know. Um, I'd say right now, if you're doing bracketology on it, you probably have us in like your first four out or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we're still sitting at number two in the SEC, and you know it's a big lump of teams at six and four right now. Yeah, and that's including like Florida, who has a win over us. Tennessee, but we're about to play on a Saturday. Right. Tennessee, who will play in like a week and a half. Man, how big is this? How big is this Florida game? It's huge. Huge. It's massive. It, I mean, if if you win this game, your whole season can like you know you get back on your feet. I, do you feel like this is the th- this is like a make this or break? Is, this game? is the breaking point. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I, there's still a way after Florida, but it's it's brutal. Yeah. You got to basically win out. Um, and I guess then another question is going to be whether or not we reschedule Missouri. Because if we do, that's just another really tough game that you right. can add. Probably depends on what our NET is at that point, right? Probably, probably. <coughs> yeah, because then if it if it if our NET is good, then uh, you know Missouri is going to be wanting to play that game. So I, I even love quad one win. I didn't realize we don't have any quad one wins right now. That's wild. That is wild. Arkansas is not quad one anymore. That was big, like what we were clinging to. How big is that Texas Tech 
loss at this point. Uh, dude, I don't even want to talk Huge. about it. Huge. I know we have to talk about it, but I don't yeah, want to. <laughs> it's just so big. Um, man, it was just such a brutal a brutal <laughs> ending there that just choked it. Um, all right, so tell me about um, – what was I about to say? Oh, so the, the announcers uh, last night even, uh, they were talking about – I, I wasn't really listening to them. They they basically said um, LSU say they get to like a nine seed they're going to be a team that you do not want to play in the tournament especially if they went are we a nine seed are we no are we a team that you don't want to play well what I think it was uh, Dane Bradshaw was saying was if we win that first game and then we have to play like a one seed like that's the team a one seed does not want to play us right now. Um, because we we still have Javante Smart, we still have Cam Thomas, we still yeah. have Darius Days if he's healthy. We still have you know a few guys there that are yeah. really really good. Um, we have the talent. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I don't know. I just don't think that we're capable of beating teams that are like that much better than us. Like so, tell me. Uh, you know, I followed some college basketball this year, but not as much as normal because of COVID, and I, I think that's part of the reason. But Gonzaga to me is. The best team, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Baylor's real good too, though. Baylor's good, Dude, yeah. Baylor's awesome. <laughs> They're very good. They went to um, Texas the other day and beat the hell out of them. Uh, Gonzaga and Baylor are heads and shoulders the, above uh, us. Dude, I'm so upset that that di- game didn't get to get played. That game got postponed earlier Baylor, this year. Baylor and Gonzaga. Yeah. So, who are the other two seeds? You think? I mean, the other two one seeds. <sighs> it's um, I was I was gonna be up there. We could beat Iowa. Um, I mean, we're, do we're you not. Think so, dude. If who, we played great, what yes. the fuck are we gonna do against Luca Garza? No, we, I nothing. Mean, who can? Nothing. Who can do? But give him his thirty, and I think that you thirty. I don't know about <laughs> thirty. I think it's more like forty. What? Who the fuck is guarding Luca Garza on our team? All right, but here's the deal: if if we're gonna beat anybody, uh-huh. that's not the way that we beat teams. We're gonna beat people by like shooting lights out. If we can shoot lights out. We can beat any of these teams. So who's the other? Who's the other one seed? Oh, that's uh, the fourth is always impossible to predict. I, I wouldn't know who the next one would be. Um, Not like a Texas, right? Nah. Maybe like Villanova. Villanova is pretty good this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched any Villanova this year though. So I, I, I don't know anything about them. So sure, we can beat Villanova because I don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, they the Villanova's always got. They, yeah, I mean, they they always do a, a small lineup. It's uh, they're basically they're Couple, always six, eight, six, they're nines. always just like Texas Tech. I feel like Chris Beard is always is just trying to build they're just a, so a Villanova solid. in Texas. You know, there was a few years in a row where Villanova had like four guards that could just shoot lights out, mm-hmm. uh, and they would just do a four guard lineup, and they would have a couple one. years ago. Yeah, and they would yeah, have was, like a was six that eight. The year they won it. Uh, I think they. They, yeah, but they, they had another year where like Josh Hart was there, yeah, like Hart. where they were really good, and they had that four guard lineup, and they had a six eight guy. What was that white dude's name? Uh, Archie oh, yeah, Diacano, yeah. or I'm butchering that. Di- but Diacano, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That him, and then they had um, the dude that plays for um, plays for the Bucks, Divincenzo. Divincenzo, oh, dude, that's I who I remember. Dante Divincenzo is a stud. I was I was actually really upset the Pels didn't get him in that big trade with the Bucks. Right. I was really hoping he would be a part of that. They're, they're, they're always solid. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if LSU can outplay Texas Tech like they did, I mean, they really did. They, I mean, 
obviously they just need to clean up a little area here. Um, but if they can outplay a team like that, then yeah, they can they can win a game in the NCAA tournament if they get there. You know, they're just gonna get there first. Interesting point. Wesley just said maybe Alabama's a one seed by the end of the year. Shit, might be. And they're fucking ten and zero in SEC play. Here's one thing, Alabama. They fucking outclass us. Yeah. Yeah. They've they, outclassed us. They just, I don't know what it is. They get super hyped to play us. I think it's Watford. It's absolutely Watford. Yeah. They are you all know, they still, over Watford. They still boo when he gets the ball. They, he, <laughs> they, they are so year. in Watford's head. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. Yeah. And when you said, you tweeted that, like, just please bench Watford. Please. It was time. Yeah. You had to. Like, yeah. put him out of his misery against Alabama. He does not need to play Alabama again for right. the rest of his career. I, and he won't. No, he won't. <laughs> He'll be gone. Uh, but Do you think we'll be talking uh, in a few months about how Watford needs to stay? <laughs> I mean, he won't. Yeah, no, I know he won't. But is he, we'll where is he going to go? Like, mm, he's, he's, a two, he's a round two guy, if anything. He's like... He's not a round no, one guy. he's not a round one guy. And... He should be around one guy, but he's just not. Let's talk about this. This is even more important than Watford at this point. Cam Thomas. He's going to be around one guy. I don't know. I I, th- I still think so. I, I don't I've think seen so. Him, I, I, I'm still seeing him mocked in the top 20. Um, Around like, right, actually right around where the Pels would be picking. Right, right around like 15 or so. I think that would be an inter- interesting pick for the Pels. Um, although the Pels need a point guard. I don't want to start talking about Pels. It's just going to get me more no, upset. Don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Cam Thomas, I don't know. He, he I, Look, I, I love the kid. I think he's really good. Um, but Javante. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Finish your point about Cam. All right. So Cam Thomas, I think his field goal percent, percentage is terrible. Yeah. It's got to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really necessarily care too much about his defensive ability at this point. He's a scorer, and we all know what he you is. You know, I actually I think he played really good defense against Texas Tech on a, on quite a few I, I, possessions. Yeah, but he's not he's not a great defender. He's not a great defender. I but saw I, a few I, times. Uh, I've uh, seen a, uh, quite a few times where I'm like, man, he is a super capable defender. There was defender. a couple of possessions where Alabama just drove right yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, he's on. still he yeah, had no he had no want to be a defender. Yeah, he's, he gets floor. lazy at times for sure. Uh, and I, I think that's part of being a freshman, but. If he's a scorer he's and a bona fide like, scorer, like James Hardenish, uh, he takes so many shots that he doesn't need to. Sh- he doesn't need no. to take. Right. Um, and I don't know if that gets cleaned up in the NBA. Yeah, it's like he's taking a lot of heat checks when yeah. he's not even hot. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if that's coached or what, mm-hmm. but uh, his his strength is getting to the basket and getting fouls. Mm-hmm. He needs to keep doing that. He needs to start the game doing that. Um, I said that last week. I think he needs to start the game. Cody Warsham said it on his podcast. He needs to start the game with going to the basket, trying to get easy basket first, and then bring it out, maybe do some mid-range stuff, and then bring it out further after you get that confidence and you start hitting your threes. Yeah, um, That's his game, man. Until I see that better field goal percentage, I mean, he at least got – I mean, he's 28% three-point percentage. I mean, yeah. they ain't going to cut it in the NBA, bro. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think that alone it kicks him out of that first round. You yeah. may see some mocks like that, but I don't think that's good enough. Mm, I just, I, I and if kinda, he's not a first, I'm gonna say that again. If he's not a first round pick, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you got to come back. 
I, yeah, I you think could so be too. a you could definitely be a first round pick yeah, if you him stay. And you get yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Trendon Javante could be a first rounder if he if he learned how to fucking penetrate. Like, I mean, dude, he knows how to penetrate. He, he does. does. He just doesn't do it sometimes. And when he only time he does crazy. it, he does a floater dude, in the lane. And he's such a good finisher. He is. I love watching him drive to the basket. It's so it's it's. And beautiful. if you're gonna take these set shots from five feet from the three point mm-hmm. line, you better fucking hit them. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I got so mad when he it, when he pulled so up from thirty yesterday. Frustrating. Yeah, uh, this no, whole team has been frustrating this whole year, man. Yeah. Like, and I. We do. Uh, there's a big reason that the line yesterday was eight and a half, and it's because one, they beat us by thirty a couple weeks ago, and two, sure. we didn't have Darius Days. Right. Um, and I think that did play a huge part yesterday. I mean, for sure. Uh, they, you know, they got a ton of offensive rebounds. Not that teams weren't already getting offensive rebounds on us, but you know, I think you have Darius Days in. You know, that may maybe the game goes a little bit better. Right. Um, right. But I don't know. What do you think about Darius Days? Darius Days is another guy that should stay. Uh, who who on this team should leave? I, no one, right? I don't have anybody. Shouldn't shouldn't they all stay? I mean, I if I see I can see Cam Tom. If he's an early second, he'll probably go. Just honestly. I mean, just if an I'm projecting early second. If he's an yeah, if he's like mm. around thirty, he's probably gone. If he's a late first, he's probably gone. I think he's a late first right now. That's where I would have him. Um just that scoring ability, you know, you, you you definitely see a ton of potential there, uh, and he'll figure he'll figure it out on defense. Right. I, I I'm a big believer, and if you're going to get drafted in the second round, that there there's no reason why you need to be leaving. The, I actually to go think to draft. he could be he could be a better shooter in the pros than he would be in college. Oh, for sure. There's just so much more spacing. Absolutely. I agree with that completely, but if your field goal percentage isn't going to be good, then right. it doesn't but, really matter. But his field goal percentage would be better, I think, because like you watch every game and like teams are like, you know, they're fronting him, they're not allowing him to get the ball, they're like, you know, they're just they're all over him while he's shooting. I like he, that. There's he nowhere can create, for yeah. He can create his own shot. He can. He can. Um, but it, it, he has to really work for it right now. And he can get to the line. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah, um, I think that's his strength, really. To be honest, I with agree. You. I agree. And if anything, that I think that's what's going to get him, you know, drafted higher than than normal would be something like that. I, I still just don't, I just don't feel like he's a first rounder. I, I can look at his body type and just see like okay, this just doesn't feel like he's going to be a, a first round pick in the NBA. Yeah, like I, I'm, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. Um. It's going to depend on how he finishes up the year. Yeah, to me, to me, if they want to get drafted, if they want to go, they they want to go. It's kind of like Emmett Williams last year. If he wants to fucking go, he wants to go. Like right. he's got his own things going on, and he wants to go. Then that's that's what he's decided. Yeah. Um, but like Trenton Watford, I just feel like he gave it one more try, um, and you can kind of see how his attitude is now. Like, yeah, I I almost think he's hurt his draft stock this year. Don't you? Uh, no. No? You don't I think he's better this year. You think it is? Uh, yeah. I think it's much better this year. He's, he plays a little bit better defense, and he rebounds more this year than he did last year. Yeah, I guess I'm forgetting how bad he was last <laughs> year. Ooh, <laughs> he was he's also He's also ex- tremendously improved his free throw percentage is uh, another thing. I think he I think he's able to get to the rim better uh, than he was, he was last year. He was shooting like 65 from the line last year, and this year he's shooting close to 80. Well, I didn't know it was that good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah he's he's... 
He's um, re- he, they said he worked on that a ton over the offseason. I, I think so he's, I don't know why it wasn't defense that he was working on. I think whatever. he's good one-on-one with, with uh, low-post guys. I mean, he, he's still not a power forward in the NBA. He's a small he, forward. He's positionless. He needs to learn how to shoot the ball if he's going right. to make it in the NBA, like a mid-range shot. Right. Um, he, he can't shoot threes very well. Um, but I, I like how he can get to the rim on mm-hmm. a one-on-one defender. Um, he's all, he can also pass the ball pretty well. Um, I like that too. Yeah, he does. So. I think that gets um, my uh, my roommate Andy and I always get really ups- like aggravated when announcers start like being like, "Oh, he's uh he's such a good passer. It's unbelievable how good of a passer he is for his size." It's like, come on, he's just he's literally he just dribbles down the floor and you know, and he passes. It. It's like it's not that it's, he's not you know he's not reinventing the wheel here. Right. There's nothing. Crazy. He basically just goes. Yeah, exactly. He just, <laughs> he just passes the ball. Like, I don't know. His, yeah. his, his court vision is like it's shockingly good. good for his size. Yeah, when times. he gets doubled, he he knows where to go but with he's it. He's not like making like insane passes. He's not no. like you know. It's not. It's not pistol. It's, Pete he, he's not white dream. chocolate over here. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, okay. So let's switch a little bit. Uh, baseball is coming up. Do you know anything about the baseball team yet? A little bit. Yeah. I, I know a little bit. Dylan, a little Cruz. bit. Dylan Cruz. Oh. I know Dylan Cruz. Um, He's got some hype around him, huh? Yeah. Oh, Woo. man. They're way too much hype. I it's, think so. I am I feel bad for the kid. There's no way he lives up to this. Ooh. You saw Paul Maneri a couple months ago compared him to uh, Mike Trout. Like his body. He, he said that his body type like is like Like a freshman Mike in Trout. college, Mike, Mike Trout. Yeah. I got you. Well, that like, makes more sense. You can't just on. say Mike Trout. Come on, man. Like, you can't compare him no, in any way that. to Mike Trout. You can't say that. Um, You're just screwing the kid. So I'm interested. Um, I, it sounded like they're going to have a lot more power this year. But, uh, you know, I say that, but, like, it's every every year it feels like I'm always saying that. Like, oh, they're going to have more power this year. But <laughs> I think there's, like, four or five no, legit. I, I'm seeing that, too. You are? Yeah. Um, it, it definitely feels like. Do you see the velocity, like, the exit velocity <sighs> speeds? I love it. I love it. This is my that's my favorite follow Stat. on on Twitter. <sighs> Do you saw that one eleven? One eleven. Dylan Cruz. Uh, so I've been following shout, that account for a long time. Shout I've out to Jordy Colada. He had uh, Mikey Matzik on. Okay. Uh, at the undisclosed location. Okay. I know where it is, by the way. Anybody needs to know where the undisclosed location is? Just let me know. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you for sure, but I met um, someone who knows where it is. Oh. So. Okay. I have an undisclosed location guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mikey Matuk was uh, on, and he said that, um, you know, like, he was talking about that exit velocity, and he was like, man, it, 111 is, like, Giancarlo un- Stanton un- level. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, he was like, I get that he's hitting off of an aluminum bat, but, like, mm-hmm. you still don't even see that off of an aluminum bat in college. Like, yeah. you see that off of, like, big leaguers that are, like... Like, I got exci- I get excited when I see, like, a 105 on there. Like, yeah, I'm like, like Gavin Dugas. Yeah, Gavin like, Dugas ripping 105. Right. Like, it's nothing. Although, I think Ga- I saw Gavin Dugas had a 109 the other day. Yeah, he's been lighting yeah. it up. Yeah, I'm excited so, to see him. Um... I don't even know exactly what the starting lineup is going to look like yet. Um, I need to start paying more attention when they post. You know the uh, the Tiger Droppings thread with a guy, and he posts like every single day. He posts like the next starter. Uh, okay. 
I think he's on like uh, I think he's on like shortstop right now or something like that. I saw an interesting one was was first base. Trey uh, Morgan. Trey Morgan. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I saw too. So Cade Beloso will be a true freshman, right? Yeah, Cade Beloso would be a DH, DH mm-hmm. in that case. I, although Cade Beloso might be a outfielder too. Oh, they'll move him to outfield. And maybe I don't know. Uh, probably DH though. I would think so. I, it sounds like you got a lot of outfielders right now. I mean, yeah, you got the Giacomo. You got. Is Maurice Hampton going to play? Oh, I don't even know. I think he may have been passed up even in baseball. Yeah. Fuck. Poor kid. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> he needs to commit to one. Probably needs to commit to baseball. <laughs> Man, he was... Uh, ooh, Jack just said Maurice Hampton's terrible at football. Yep, yep. You heard it here first. Quote, quote me again. Um, I'll tweet it. Um, fuck Miles Brennan. Fuck Miles Brennan. Um, <laughs> Max Johnson's your quarterback. All right, calm down. We're not getting into that. I talked to I'm somebody not, today about this exact same I'm conversation. Not doing this today. I'm not doing this today. Max Johnson is going to be your quarterback for 2021. Jake just, Pete sees it. I know he does. I can look in his eyes, and he's it's saying one one eye says Max, and the other side eye says Johnson. You know this what? is I'm my gonna, gonna third this. bourbon right I'm now. I'm going to say this. Fuck Max Johnson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Oh my. God, he's just a freshman, Jack. <laughs> you can't a, say a, that. He's a sophomore now. He's a sophomore. Oh, he's a big boy. Jesus. He he's a son of a uh, Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. Well, fuck Tampa Bay, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Tom Brady? Good Chiefs. Yeah. You say fuck Devin White? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. All right. So, yeah, baseball I'm excited about. Uh, you know, here's my thing about baseball. This year, more than ever, um, there are going to be so many teams loaded with guys yeah. because of this COVID rule. Um, I mean, stacked. Yeah, I'm afraid that LSU baseball is stacked also, but could it's have a wasted stacked. year uh, because right. they, they don't get to the level that everybody wants them to get to. Mm. And it's looked at, but everybody frowns upon it because – they didn't get to where they needed to get to because all these other teams are more, like you said, more stacked. Someone just commented, "Should be Miles Brennan should be the starter easily." So, yeah, I have fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I, I had a conversation with somebody today okay. about this exactly. Uh, they said. I don't know. This guy is not like an LSU LSU fan. Like uh-huh. he he just kind of observes. He's like, I don't know, man. Just seems to me like this is his quote. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like Miles Brennan's kind of a pussy, right? What? Yeah. Where's that coming from? <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> like there's something to that. Okay, the fucking kid has like. <laughs> The most unheard of injury of all time, uh, and he like he almost came back from it. I've hurt my hip coming out of the car before too. Like, you know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. You got to stretch it out a little bit, you know. Yeah, no, he yeah, no, he got clocked at the two yard <laughs> line, and then fucking threw for four hundred yards. And after you're like, that. what? What's this surgery again that he's having? Like, what they're putting like a piece of mesh? They don't even know what the surgery is. There's something about they're putting a piece of mesh in his hip. To like help the bone grow back or something like that, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what's yeah. that about? Yeah, what's mesh? Yeah, what is mesh? Mesh is like new the cam- new campaign. What is mesh? That's the fabric. F- they're gonna put fabric in him. 
basically. It's like a like a steel mesh that they're gonna insert into him. Wow. I think they already did this. I think he's what? already done. Yeah. I thought they were still thinking about having surgery or not. No, I think this is done already. Oh, this nice. is, you heard it here first. Guys. He's the mesh man. Mesh guy. Yeah, he's big mesh big guy. Big mesh guy. <laughs> <laughs> um man, I just hey. I think I think Max Johnson's the guy. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. I actually yeah. it's fortunately. Fortunately, I should say. Uh, okay. Uh yeah, I it's th- not unfortunate. I think we want I'm happy with whoever wins, honestly. I think we want Max Johnson. I think you want Max Johnson. I think I want Miles Brennan. I think this is the guy. I think he's the guy right now. And until mm-hmm. Nussmeyer I you, you want to hear what I, I really think, like three years from now? It's Nussmeyer, yeah. Who I think is gonna be the quarterback three years from now. Arch Arch Manning. No. No. Who? Walker Howard. No. Walker Howard will be your no, absolutely starting not. quarterback in three years. I, I like Walker Howard a lot. I don't think he's gonna be better than Nussmeyer though. I think I like Nussmeyer more actually. Walker Howard ah. is gonna be your starting quarterback three <laughs> years from now. You heard it here first. Jamie, we gotta get you on the show. <laughs> we need to get Jamie on the show with Richard Condon. Oh, that's gonna just be like, a good one. Just don't tell either of them that the other one's gonna be on. That would be a good show. Uh, we'll do that. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Right. Um, special thanks to our sponsors, our partners, courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette and Bear Process Safety. Uh, Adam Barry was just texting me just a second ago, actually. Um, so shout out to those guys. We're gonna get Adam on the show one day. We need to get him more nice. over here. Shout out to um, Wesley for filling up the comment section too. Absolutely, Wesley. Wesley is just all over. He's grinding. We need on to the get back. Section. We need to get back to the uh, the voicemails too. We do. We'll, we do. we'll, we'll, we'll get that, that going. Back. I, I love. I loved that. it too, man. I think mm-hmm. it was great during football season. Yeah, it was. But um, we should do it during basketball season too. We could do that. There's a lot of emotions during basketball. Yeah, we'll we'll get a we'll get that going back again. Um, Ether Insurance, shout out to Adam and Murado at Ether Insurance. Check out Ether, get a quote online today. Um, also, big shout out to Ragged Branch Bourbon. They supplied me right now. I've got a little buzz going, guys. I'm just nice. telling you, and it's pretty smooth. Um, so a little so spillage. Just Saw now, mm-hmm. uh, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is what it is at this point. Um, all right, so we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Yeah. Check us out on uh, live uh, on the podcast. I'm sorry uh, that we're going to do for the recording here. We're recording right now. I'm going to get it edited, put it up there as soon as we get it done. Nice. Um, and we appreciate Jarrett Rozier for checking in with us. We'll have him back on again. Uh, so, again, for One Team, One Podcast, Logan out. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50-7. to seven. Is it? I don't think it is. I think it's the it's the cover to it. <laughs>